Life Audio. Hello, and thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, the podcast that examines one verse each day to learn more about God and His will for us. I'm your host, Jennifer Slattery, and after this short word from our sponsor, we'll dive into today's Bible verse, 1 John 1, 9. Did you know that the Salvation Army not only provides services to those in need, but we also produce a network of Christian podcasts you can listen to on your favorite podcast store? One of these shows, Words of Life, is a 15-minute weekly show featuring interviews, testimonies, Bible studies, and more. In April, we'll once again hear from author and pastor Natalie Runyon. She has created a new six-week discipleship course for women to talk about community, women in leadership, accountability, and more. We want discipleship to be what's drawing people, not bounce houses. They're more likely to come back and not just to be entertained. Even in me, you know, making him have to pry it from my hands, he was still saying, but I have something better. It was because of the redeemed saying so, of telling the story of what God had done. When we point people to him, they're going to want to know him. Listen to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit wordsoflifepodcast.org. Today's Bible verse is 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Sometimes our emotions and thoughts can play tricks on us. During difficult or painful seasons, we might worry that our hardships indicate that God's displeased with us, that he's punishing us, or that we've somehow blown his good and hope-filled plans for us. And others of us might struggle with lingering guilt over sins that Christ has already paid for. While godly conviction leading to repentance is good, guilt is not. It can lead to feelings of anxiety and depression. It can rob us of the joy and the peace that Christ died to give us. I've even seen guilt turn some people's hearts away from God when they weren't able to separate what they were feeling, what they were fearing, from truth. Initially, their guilt inspired them to perform all sorts of religious acts, but when that didn't alleviate their inner angst, they became angry and they withdrew from the very one inviting them to come close. They didn't recognize that so much of their inner turmoil stemmed from the lies that they had believed and also from from truths like God's free gift of grace that they hadn't fully grabbed hold of. Relying on their feelings They made false assumptions regarding their relationship with Christ. They assumed that he was harsh and unforgiving, rather than the merciful, loving, self-sacrificing, forgiving Savior that he is. Today's verse assures us the moment we confess our sins to God, and every time we do so, we receive his forgiveness and soul-deep purification. And that's true for every sin, the big and the small. And notice the author's phrase regarding God being both faithful and just. God is faithful to his promise, reiterated throughout the Gospels, to grant us forgiveness through the death and the resurrection of his Son. So, in other words, were he not to forgive us, he wouldn't be faithful. He would be breaking his own promise. 
And second, the author says that his forgiveness is just. And that also points back to Christ's death on the cross, the just payment for your sins and for mine and for the sins of the whole world. Therefore, it would not be just for God to demand payment from you and I, thereby withholding forgiveness for something that Christ has already paid for. So that would be like your father or your mother or your husband, maybe your wife or your friend writing a check for a speeding ticket, for your speeding ticket, the city accepting that payment and then issuing you another ticket for the same infraction in the same amount. That wouldn't be just. And so that wouldn't be God because he is perfectly just always. And Jesus didn't just pay for one of our tickets or even five or even 10. He basically issued a blank check to cover them all. The sins that we've already committed and the sins that we'll commit in the future. Unfortunately, you and I will never stop sinning this side of heaven. We will never reach a point where we no longer need God's mercy and grace. And if we think that's the case, we're deceiving ourselves. Now, that doesn't mean we should simply do what we want whenever we want. That would be the equivalent of walking in darkness. We have been redeemed so that we can walk in God's light, which means seeking to please him. Whereas once we made a habit of sinning, of lying or stealing or manipulating, in Christ, we begin to form new life-giving habits, habits that increase our intimacy with him or our, our fellowship with him, as a new international version phrases it. But practicing the spiritual discipline of confession, it does more than just grant us absolution, as wonderful as that gift is. Today's verse makes another promise as well. When we confess our sins, God purifies us of all unrighteousness. So think of this like deep cleansing for the soul. God purging us of the pride, the greed, the lust, all those ugly heart infections that cause us to rebel against God and his good and loving will for our lives. All of those heart infections that damage our relationship with him and with others. Practicing confession helps in another way as well. It helps us to pause and to evaluate our behavior in light of God's commands, to admit the times when we weren't kind and loving, when we didn't represent Christ well, and to ask for his strength to do better the next time. As we're praying, God might bring to mind situations that we'd maybe forgotten about or, or sins that we've committed, hurtful things that we've said without thinking. And this provides us with an opportunity not just to self-evaluate, grow, and receive cleansing, but also to take ownership for our behavior. In those situations, we should apply Jesus's words in Matthew 5, verses 23 to 24, where he told us if we are bringing something to the altar, so if we're in the middle of a worship service, and in the middle of that, we remember that our brother or our sister has something against us, then we need to stop. We need to leave our gift right there, and we need to go and be reconciled to that individual and then come back and finish worshiping. So in other words, we shouldn't wait for someone to come tell us that we've hurt them or acted ugly. The moment we realize this, we need to be the ones to seek to make things right. That's love, and it's also a powerful way to guard our hearts. And once we do that, once we confess our sins to God, and if necessary, to whomever we hurt, we can walk in the full freedom of God's grace, knowing he has removed our sins from us completely, which means we have no cause for guilt and 
no cause for self-condemnation. We do, however, have plenty of cause for thanksgiving and rejoicing. Let's pray. Holy Father, you are so loving, so merciful, so gracious. We thank you that you do not treat us as our sins deserve. You don't hold our sins against us. Instead, you poured the full penalty for our sins upon your Son, Jesus Christ. And because of Jesus' death and resurrection, when we trust in him for salvation, when we receive the full gift of grace through faith that he's offered, you wash us clean and you wipe our slate clean. You give us a fresh start on life. And Lord, we just thank you for as many times as we fall short, your grace is greater still. Help us to walk in that forgiveness and that grace. Lord, we pray that you would forgive us for all of those times when we fall short, when when we grieve your heart, when we don't respond in, in how we should, when we give in to pride and to selfishness, and when we damage our relationships with others because of our sin. Purify our hearts now, Lord, and help us to walk in your light. We just praise you for your grace. In the name of your Son, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed this episode, would you leave us a rating and review in your favorite podcast app? It helps us connect to more listeners like you. This episode was produced by Kelly Gibbons and Stephen Sanders, with executive oversight by Stephen McGarvey. We want to thank our wonderful hosts, Jennifer Slattery and Grace Fox. You can hear more from Jennifer by visiting jenniferslatterylivesoutloud.com. And you can find out more from Grace by visiting gracefox.com. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Christmas. For most kids, it's the most joyful time of the year. But this Christmas, 1.5 million children will spend the holiday separated from a parent because their mom or dad is behind bars. Prison Fellowship Angel Tree needs churches in our communities to volunteer to bless local children with a gift, the gospel, and a loving message from their parent. I believe this is an incredible opportunity for our listeners to share the love of Jesus this Christmas. Many of Prison Fellowship's partner churches continue ministry to local Angel Tree families after Christmas is over. Through this ongoing care, Prison Fellowship Angel Tree strengthens and encourages families every day. Angel Tree wouldn't be possible without the help of faithful volunteers. If you're ready to make an eternal impact in your community, please register today at angeltree.org backslash church. That's angeltree.org backslash church. Miracles are everywhere. Let our adventure begin! Discover Pure Flix, your premium streaming service where faith and family values come home. Ready to have some fun? The most exclusive selection of quality, wholesome movies and series that will uplift your spirit. A man can argue whether God exists, but when he looks at his daughters, he knows. With new arrivals every week. Unbelievable. Save big and enjoy the possibilities, like invitations to exclusive theatrical screenings. I see it, so I believe it. Find out more by joining today at pureflix.com. 
What happens when a writer and former history teacher goes toe-to-toe with his best friend, a nationally touring stand-up comedian? Total carnage, that's what. Two men enter, and two men leave, because that's how it works. <laughs> Actually, you get hilarious, real, and insightful conversations about life, history, culture, faith, and everything in between. Join me, comedian Johnny W., and my pal, author, and speaker John Driver for Talk About That at LifeAudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts.